Welcome to the Owls on Culture podcast, where two generations of owls, Michael the dad and Hank the son, discuss the latest in movies, plays, books, video games, and more. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Owls on Culture podcast. I'm your co-host, Michael Owl, and I'm here with... I know. Yeah. All right. We already have a, 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 a this is going to be a giggly episode, I have a feeling. <laughs> one of us is in a silly mood. One of us is not in a silly mood. You can guess who is whom. <laughs> All right. So we are way behind on our Doctor Who yes, updates. This are. is a Doctor Who episode. Uh, Hank Al, what's new in your world, man? Uh, it was my birthday. Yay. It was your birthday. How old yeah. are you? I'm now 12. I think I, I think. have to change the uh, our intro for the uh, podcast. I think I have. I think I list our ages. So Ooh. I know craziness. Uh, did you have a good birthday? What did you do? I we went to New York. That's what we did. We did go to New York. You want to you want to tell them all about it, or do you want to keep it to uh, keep it private? Keep it private. All right, cool. So we had we a skipped great school though. So if my teacher's listening. <laughs> well, they luckily you know. had that fever, so it would have been bad if you had gone into school. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Um, so there we go. So yeah, we uh, we pulled a little surprise. I'll tell it. So on the way to, we packed the the night before, the day before, as a you know my wife and I on the sly, and then drove to Hank to school. And right before we got to school, we turned off, veered off, and got to the highway and got to the airport. So we we pulled a little birthday surprise. Yeah. And it was very fun. Uh, so we got a couple of Doctor Who episodes to talk about because we are behind. The first one is Rosa. Hank Owl, who is Rosa? Rosa is this park in New York. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> All right. <laughs> this is so. not going to be. No, 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 no. <laughs> She's about to turn it off. No, I was, I was actually just refreshing the computer so I can remind oh, myself about we're, we're professional here. Only only the best stuff. Completely. So, who is Rosa? Rosa, Rosa was is Rosa Park. Rosa Parks. Really? Rosa Parks. I'm double checking that. I, I'm pretty sure it's Rosa Parks. <laughs> we're just so great. Rosa Parks. And she refused to sit down on an all or the all white section of the bus, which helped start the uh, Martin Luther King's movement that I can't remember the name of. Okay, well, yeah. So it's the Montgomery bus, bus boycott. boycott. Montgomery bus boycott. Correct. So this uh, this was an episode where they are they are in the United States. They are in the Southeast. They're in Montgomery, obviously, uh, and they find some uh, evidence of alien technology. So they know something's going on, right? Yep. And so, what is going on? Who is this? Who is this other figure who has alien tech? The other guy, alien tech, was just released from prison for killing thousands of people, and he's a white supremacist person trying to stop Montgomery bus boycott. Exactly. So, those of you who thought that we were making progress on our way to a uh, a society where white nationalists were uh, were not still around, well, we're not we're not there yet, apparently. <laughs> no. I don't think. Yeah, no. I forgot what year he came came back from, but at least he was in like prison. Like twenty fifty six. Okay, so so we got a while to still work on this. Let's get to work. It's way past time. Okay, off my soapbox. Uh, so yeah, so what does he want to do? What is what is his aim? He wants to stop Rosa from 
refusing to sit down on the... Refusing to stand up. Sorry, not refusing to sit down. Refusing to stand up and get out of her seat in the white section of the bus. But he can't kill because he has this thing in his mind that'll hurt him if he tries to injure someone. So he has to do it slowly and methodically changing events near it to change it from happening. That's right. He's finding small ways to subvert history to help the white nationalist cause. Basically, yeah. Right? Yeah, so what did you think of this episode, man? That's the premise. That's, that's a pretty good premise. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good, except for the end. We both didn't like the end. We felt it was a little preachy. But you thought it, you think it's the best episode so far, right? Until we watched... Until we watched another episode that we'll Until... talk about in, later in this episode. But okay, so far, yeah, <laughs> on the ones we've covered... I thought that was the best one in the time. That's what you said when it ended. I said I didn't know. Because, and let's just go ahead and fast forward to the ending that drove us nuts. So, you know, actually, let's talk, say a little bit about the middle, the middle portion of the episode. Uh, were you surprised at all by how they were treating the African-Americans? No. Okay. I think people like who didn't grow up in the South probably were, or at least from tw- Twitter told me from the UK, they were a little surprised at how... You know, just ridiculous that it is. <laughs> yeah. You know, not to be we, able to go to the same restaurant, we are, drink from the same water fountain. We are amazing. We just, us, us here in the South. Or we, us, sorry. Yeah, you can make fun of the South if you want, man, but it's a, it's a worldwide problem. True. Uh, and it's, you know, I don't know, I'm sure why you put on the Southern accent like that either. Uh, you're making fun of yourself. I am, I know. <laughs> which, is, which is a good thing to be able to do, but, you know, I don't know, man. Clearly horrible as humans have treated each other horribly throughout history, everywhere, always. Yes. This is another one, another long line of, of that example. Um, so you weren't surprised. I think some people were. And, you know, some people were talking about how, to me, the episode felt too, it felt biographical in the way of like a, a, a TV show, like a documentary, like something you would actually watch in school instead of pure entertainment that also teaches, I felt like it was less entertainment and more teaching. And I prefer my television programs, my <laughs> fictional narrative. Zero teach. No, I mean, I no, teaching's great. I want to teach, but I want I want it to be done more... Um, subtle's not quite the right word, but I guess uh, smoothly, uh, more elegantly. This felt too much like a... There are too many lines of just pure lecture exposition. Uh, like at the end, were they me. like literally explaining what that changed and what happened afterward? Right, and even and not just at the end, but let uh, but all, you know throughout the episode, um, and this you know this the sets looked and I know they're dealing with a limited budget, you know they're in the UK, but it just didn't feel like the South at all. It didn't feel like Montgomery at all, no matter how many Southern accents they threw on there. Um, so I was, and again, anything about the South where I grew up, I'm going to be a little hypercritical of, and I sort of recognize that's probably what's going on here, but it just felt antiseptic. Like, to me, they should, they should have gone further with showing how horrible it was. It felt like a cleaned-up version of a fourth-grade textbook, is what it felt like to me. But maybe that's a little harsh. Yeah, I think it was. <laughs> the only thing that can't be harsh is that ending scene. Okay, so the ending scene, this is, you know, so we know what's going to happen, we're right? Or we know what's supposed to happen in history. You know, she's on the bus. You know, white people get to sit in the front and get to sit. 
Black people, if there's room, can sit, but only in the front section. And depending on the number of people in the bus, they change where the line of demarcation is. So what happens in history is she refuses to go to the back of the bus. And it starts the Montgomery bus boycott, which was a key um, key event in the civil rights movement in the early 1960s. So this guy wants to subvert it. And so the, really the plot came to around the way he's trying to subvert it at the end. Well, first of all, he like told the bus driver he could have the day off. Right. And then <laughs> yeah. he said, uh, and then they basically tried to make it where there was not enough people on the bus. Therefore, she would not be asked to move to the back. So it was small little things like that of them trying to overcome his machinations that I guess didn't seem that compelling to me. Oh, I thought that was good. I thought it was I okay. I liked like, the methodically like changing the different points in history instead of going full on it. I thought that was interesting. Well, good. I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad you did. I didn't, I didn't find it quite as compelling uh, as, you, as you did. So let's get to the culminating moment. So she has asked they, they, the good guys, the doctor. And uh, her crew. <coughs> Team TARDIS. Team TARDIS has gotten everybody, uh, enough people on the bus to where she's asked to s- stand up and go to the back. And tell us about that moment while I cough. <laughs> okay. Especially what happened is the history's having, and it's supposed to be an inspiring moment, and they started to play a pop song over the top of it. Yeah, and that's really that's really the complaint right there. Is to me, they manufactured this moment. It's already an amazing moment, and rather than the just doing like a sound, you know, orchestration behind it, it is this pop song. And what it reminded me of is those look, three times a year I watch a Grey's Anatomy with my wife, or um, one of those kind of shows where they play these cheesy, cheesy poppy songs that are just right on the nose of whatever emotion they're trying to, you know, get the audience to feel. And it just felt manufactured and fake. Felt like it was in a music video. And it really, really made me angry. Because Doctor Who doesn't do that, that I recall. Like, I've never seen that before. I've never felt that kind of generic cheesiness. So while people on Twitter loved this episode, I did not like it. Because of that. Yeah, me too. Of kind of the same emotions. It felt, yeah, very fake, very manufactured. Yeah. So I'd, I'd love that they dove into that. They should have played period. just like inspirationally music with no lyrics, just some instruments in and there. Just, you know the, the background music that you normally Violin, are not yeah. even usually aware of, but that is still affecting affecting your emotions. Yeah. Instead of some pop song. Right. Um. But let's. But we also recently saw a better episode. Oh yeah. At least in my opinion, it was better. Yeah, me, me too. It's my favorite episode. Arachnids in the UK. And so let's talk a little bit about that one. What's what's an arachnid? First of all, right? an arachnid <clears throat> is, in general terms, is a spider. But no, it's just it's. I think it's four eight-legged creatures, right? Yeah, I'm not sure the exact definition either. Don't With, no, it has two. It has two not. parts of the body. And going back to pre-K, I remember this <laughs> stuff. Right, I, we learned this in pre-K. Uh, insects have like three body parts and six legs. Arachnids have two parts of the body and eight legs. All right, I love that. If that's true, that's awesome. That sounds good to me. I wouldn't know. Like spiders and scorpions, I think. Or maybe not scorpions. Now, all we need is the zucacno, 
The what? The, the cacnu. It has one body part and sixteen legs. Oh my gosh! I've not. That's they're, they're probably that's probably the season finale episode. <laughs> yeah. Rock, whatever you said in the, in America. No, I was I was kidding. That's I, not I a know. real thing. I know. I know. So so was I. Um. <clears throat> this Be is cool. a great episode. <laughs> so, anyways, we're not going to comment on the episode anymore. Uh, so, spiders. I kind of, I kind of <laughs> don't like them. <laughs> I kind of spiders. Not a fan. Yeah. Well, we watched this. Like, we were really surprised when the spiders came up because we were just assuming it'd be scorpions. Completely. Even though we'd seen previews with the spiders. All right. So, yeah. So, what's going on here? So, they arrive. The doctor has finally gotten her, you know, three friends. Back to Sheffield, United Kingdom, to to say goodbye, right? Because yeah. this whole time, after the first episode, they were then, second episode, they were looking for the TARDIS. Then they were trying to get back home. They messed up and went to Southeast United States <laughs> during the 1960s. And now, finally, the TARDIS is, is, has brought them right back outside of um, the police officer's apartment, right? Yep. So yeah, sorry, my there's comments this awesome, are, awkward so. moment where, you know, she's dropping them off and they're like, so I guess this is goodbye. And the doctor, and I thought Jodie Whittaker did a great job with this, uh, the acting of it, uh, you know, like, so what do we do now? You know, she clearly wants to <laughs> still hang out, but. And then they get invited to. Uh, yeah, they go to dinner, they go to tea. And get uh, some tea. And the police officers. Police, Yasmin. Exactly. Somethings. So tell us, so who. So tell me who's is the. Tell me about the hotel, and tell me about the person who is owns the hotel, and who did I think they were? Uh, you thought they were Donald J. Trump, or yeah. at least an impression of Donald J. Trump. Or well, a, a Trump type figure, which it turns out he, you know he was. I thought it was more on the nose because I, they actually mentioned Trump, which I was surprised at. Cause I yeah, because he was, he was running. Be, I thought he was a stand-in for Trump. He was running against Trump for 2020. Yeah, he wants to. So, yeah, so it, um, the, the, basically there's this huge resort hotel. Uh, this is over in Sheffield, and it's built on top of a landfill. And it's built, the landfill was built on top of mines, uh, like an old coal mine. Uh, and there's big spiders everywhere. And the police officer's mom, what's her name, Hank? Do you remember the police officer's? Um, No. Yasmin, Yasmin Khan. So Yasmin is a police officer. I think she's Pakistani. She, her mom was going to go be general manager of this hotel. The Donald Trump figure, and played by Chris Noth, who Chris Noth, the adults will remember from Sex in the City <coughs> and Law and Order. He was on those shows, and he's a really, really good actor. So he is playing this, you know, figure, and basically he fires her for not, you know. Basically, for just not keeping up with the, uh, I'm not sure that's why he's fired her. He fired her for interrupting a, me- a secret meeting where they're talking about how do we get rid of these spiders, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and she gets fired because of that, but she also, <coughs> there was a bunch of spider webs in some hotel rooms she was supposed to be cleaning up, which is just an extra reason to fire, even though those spider webs were not caused by lack of cleaning, they were caused by your huge spider problem that's right and then the spider webs also appeared in yasmin's parents neighbor's house well it turns out yasmin's dad has been collecting trash from this landfill 
it's illegal landfill, and he's mad at the police for not doing anything about it, but he's brought this trash back to their apartment, and somehow that's affected the spider got in the neighbor's house, right? Right. And killed or suffocated uh, their neighbor. Wrapped them all up. And the whole time they're talking about the spiders, you know, are bad. Uh, Not bad. Spiders are not. uh, Pure evil. Yeah, no, their spiders are just spiders. They're doing their thing. But because of something, they're not acting like normal spiders. So nobody from the spider union should be, uh, you know, calling the podcast uh, or Doctor Who saying that, like, they're, they're bad-mouthing spiders. Spiders are doing normal things except for this other in outside influence of the pollution and the trash. Uh, so I think, like, we've recapped this episode enough. Like, what... So what did you think of this episode? I thought this episode was the best one so far. You know, I did, too. I did, too. It was, uh, I thought it was good. It was a scary in the right places. Uh, it had some meaning behind it. Uh, there's some... Some of the things towards the end bothered me a little bit. Like their like their solution for the spiders was basically to trap them in the panic room. Oh yeah, they I feel like uh the Trump character uh shooting the spider was more humane than leaving them to rot in one room. Yeah, I kind of did too. Like that was the so they had cuz there was that one huge spider like the 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 mother spider <sighs> who was so big that the spider couldn't breathe correctly. So like that, so he, yeah. so Chris Noth came in and shot it, and they were was all mad at him. But like that seems more humane than letting it suffocate, and then also, but the trapping all the other spiders, where eventually I'm, they're presuming they're going to eat themselves, right? Oh yeah. What I don't know, do spiders turn? I mean, some spiders are cannibalistic, right? I, I mean, I feel sure like, there are. I don't know this, but I was waiting for there to be like a pregnant spider that gets like smashed, and all the baby spiders come out at the. Uh, uh, that would be. Absolutely terrifying. All the baby huge spiders come out. Mm. Uh, did you were, were you watching the spider thing? We were watching the spider thing together the other day, right? That that insect that lays eggs inside other oh yeah things um, and this crazy rolling spider thing. like rolled like did cart is called the cartwheel spider, and it did it rolled down like the desert this desert dune fast 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 like doing cartwheels. I rolled through the desert chasing an insect with a name. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's horrible. <laughs> um, all right. So anyway, so let's uh, let's let's rate this episode. We've we, we, we been rating the Doctor Who episodes. We should be. No, we but I feel like we should. We've been saying which one is our favorite. <laughs> you know, you know. Want to, honestly, they're getting better as they go on. So the season is not. Well, it's not. You know, making me so happy. It's not. Uh, it's getting better, right? Yes. All right, so should we rate them or no? Let's start rating them. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'll rate the entire season at the end. Now, well, that's nothing to compare it to then, since we haven't been rating previous seasons. Let's we'll rate, rate the, the season. <laughs> Let's rate the episodes. We're very professional here. You know, you know, you know. Some, a lot of people would work this out beforehand, but not us. <laughs> not us. Well, clearly we've had a lot of time to work it out. Yes. yes, yes. <laughs> I'm not sure people will understand that. So, no, they will because when it's uploaded. So, yeah, if we upload it, <laughs> um, if the recording doesn't get destroyed. Okay, so I'm gonna give this three out of five spiders, and you don't have to rate it if you don't want to. I'm not going to. <laughs> All right, <Nah>. Fine. Uh, <laughs> I'm a naysayer. Okay, so fine, uh, fine. I'll give it. I'll give it. I'll give it three and a half out of five stars. All right, cool. Uh, what are you reading? No, that's a bad review. 
Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm reading. Um, Facts? No, I think that was. <laughs> I, I think I'm reading The War That Saved My Life. Okay. Or I think that... I was reading The War That Saved My Life. Okay. And that was. How was that? That was good. That's about a girl who. Uh, with kind of like a. With a. I think it's called like a. Historical fiction? No, I, I was trying to think of like the disability that she has. Okay. It's called a something foot. Um, okay. Like the toes are kind of like club sticking foot, clubbed foot. Okay. Yeah, and she's trapped in one room entire life by her abusive mother. Oh wow! And then, but eventually, when Hitler is about to send bombs to London, she gets to leave to the countryside and lives a new life with a horse named Butter. So is the war still involved in it, or is it just kind of the backdrop, or no? Uh, the war's still involved in it. At the end of the book, the war isn't over. Okay. But she's living a better life, presumably. Yeah. Yes. All right, cool. Cool, cool, cool. With, um, yeah. I like it. Susan. Yay. All right. It was really hard, because I don't know why I assumed my English teacher was listening, so I had to, I had to like, make sure all the details came to my mind well, that's a good idea <laughs> that's a very good idea all right well i think that wraps it up for this double episode of rosa and arachnids in the uk thank you guys for listening we are behind on our doctor who updates i think a good but we're about to launch a mammoth episode and we're gonna in our episode we're gonna talk about episodes five six and seven if the arachnids so it's gonna be a little bit longer but we'll get to those and we'll review them. And just to explain, if the arachnids in the UK part seemed a little shorter than the Rosa part, that's because our recording was lost, so now we're kind of rushing to chug through the rest of the part. And also, we have a bunch of episodes to talk about in podcast form, so we yes, need to shorten producer, it up. me, <laughs> accidentally erased the second half of our uh, arachnids episode, so we're, we're going back in time to record this. Yes. Just a little glimpse. Do do do. It is the album. We're going back in time. With do this, do do. We say. After who theme? Good day, sir. Laugh. <laughs> Goodbye. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the Owls on Culture podcast. Our theme music was recorded and assembled by Marine Cerzier and Antoine Robles. The show is produced by Pineco Turkey. More about Pinecone Turkey, visit pineconeturkey.com, where you can read the latest blog posts from the Owls on Culture hosts and sign up for the Flock email. A twice a month newsletter that delivers a short film, poetry, short story, and visual art right to your inbox. It's your monthly dose of art curated by Pinecone Turkey. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can do so by leaving us a rating on iTunes. Thanks for listening.